your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. So great to have you with us this morning on Lubbock's Sports Station Double T 97.3. A um, couple things here from uh, our uh, construction folks on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. New buildings have water filling stations, not water fountains to fill water bottles. That makes, that makes sense with everybody taking water bottles around with them. It's a lot easier to fill it with a water filling station than trying to hold it wonky fill it up like a off of a out of a drinking fountain that makes a lot sure. of sense uh then this yes new schools have water fountains it is a requirement no okay yeah and that makes that makes some sense too. keep everybody you know hydrated right yeah but i wouldn't have i wouldn't i wouldn't say it makes sense i would say that because of covid they've said no to that okay yeah i would I would say it doesn't make that's. I would say that's surprising to me. Okay, all right. Uh, Bullfighter went to game two of the World Series. It didn't go the way of the good guys, but man, it sure was a fun experience. Oh, I'll bet so. I'll bet so. Looks like looked like he had a good seat there in the upper deck. He got there early so that he could kind of take it all in and soak it all in. So if you got to go and made the uh, made the trip and uh, want to share either a photo or your experience, uh, that would uh, that'd be great. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's uh, presented by Happy State Bank. So I want to reward our early morning listeners with a nugget from the World Series. You, you may have seen it if you watched the game. But I, I was just absolutely stunned by this little statistic or nugget. I, I could have sat here for, oh, maybe the rest of time, and I would not have guessed this player would have been in this position. So is it um, the guy from uh, Arizona? Is it Keto Marte? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, I think that's close enough. That's close. Okay. So he got a hit in the fifth inning. And in his first 16 games in the playoffs, it was his 27th. Okay. So the player who was the leader in hits for his first 16 games has 28 all right did you happen to see this i can't remember if i did or not okay do you want to take a wild stab at just a wild guess at who that player is and has in his first 16 games he had 28 hits and he is he is the leader uh in this um in this particular statistic who Thurman Munson. Thurman Munson, who, when you, th- in in, on on one hand, um, he hasn't played since 1979. So we're talking, what, 40, 21 plus 23, 43 years, 44, <laughs> 44 years, 44. I would have had it if he hadn't thrown that curveball at me. 40, 44 years. But and he didn't he didn't benefit from oh you know the 
wild card series or the division series in his day he would have played in one extra game in the you know in 1978 when the Yankees beat the Red Sox and then he would have played in American League Championship Series and, and in the World Series so his was stretched out over time yeah, um, but that doesn't affect this right no it's not, but that but that that's not about years no, or anything it's just it's, about number of games in in some ways in some ways it was harder for him than it was than it was for Marte just because the the time span was less. Why are you so surprised it was Thurman to Munson? Because of all the play, of, I mean he was a good hitter. I just wouldn't have I just wouldn't have guessed and he and he had some really good series there in the mid 70s and going into the and the Yankees went back to back winning the World Series in 77 and 78 and and he was a, a key factor in that but they had so they had well, so that kind of no, no, I understand yeah. that, but I just of all the good hitters that have come along since then, you know, uh, there's a lot of them. No I mean, doubt. I mean, and the fact that he hasn't played since August of '79 when he was killed in the plane crash, um, and it's been 43 years. I just, I would not have guessed he would not have even been in my top 10 of guesses of guys that I would have thought would have had 28 hits in his first 16 games. I mean, I would have listed. A whole a whole slew of players who I would have felt were really I mean probably more recent than even even back into the into the eighties. So anyway, it's just it was just a I just thought it was just a stunning stat. Just a yeah, you just look for somebody who's who was on a really successful team mm-hmm. and and was you know a good hitter themselves, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So it could have been a number of guys that would have been tough to sure if you were in a trivia contest that would mm-hmm. have been a tough one to get. Yes. Yes, because I, I just know. never would have guessed that. Just because it was that long ago. Yeah, I just would have never would have guessed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the Cowboys yesterday? Man, did they put a beat down? Just an absolute beat down on the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, from start to finish. I mean, they came out just on fire, just on absolute fire, um, with what Dak Prescott did, what the defense did, what the special teams did. I mean. And it didn't look good early on because the Cowboys uh, allowed three sacks in the first four plays. I mean, they had no Tyron Smith yesterday, and so that hurt them early on. But then on their first drive, the Rams get a illegal contact penalty uh, downfield on third down, and it leads to a first down, and the Cowboys then kind of gain momentum and that drive culminates with an 18-yard touchdown to Jake Ferguson 10 plays 75 yards and uh, the Cowboys go up 7-0 and never look back and just complete domination of every aspect of Mm -hmm. the football game it looked like yeah 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 I mean it was I mean it was it was really you know it's like if this if you're looking for the Cowboys to to play well in the playoffs or play well this I mean I realize you're playing the Rams okay and the Rams but the Rams were three and four going into the game the Cowboys were four and two going into the game so it's not like it's not like they were you know you know oh forever but man the just what just everything that uh, that the Cowboys did yesterday I mean they had a blocked punt um, you had big pick run six. backs yeah. yeah had a, had a pick six yeah like you said the, the punt return was big yeah, all of that. 
And then Dak was really good too, and not just showing the throwing the short stuff too. He was mm-hmm. throwing down the field a little bit more. Yeah, and C.D. Lamb got involved. I mean, he was he was big for the Cowboys. Twelve receptions, 158 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, he he led the way. I mean, and for the Cowboys to do well, they're gonna they're gonna have to do that. Tony Pollard was uh, relatively pedestrian. Uh, twelve rushings, uh, twelve carries for 53 yards. Uh, his longest was 13, but they didn't need him. They didn't need him because. Dak was 25 of 31, 304 yards, four touchdowns, did throw one pick. But, you know, when you when you start off and you get a touchdown and then you force them to, um, you know, get a field goal after a nice, after a nice start for the Rams and then uh, the Cowboys come back and they get the, the pick six um, after the Cowboys were, were start, startled for a stop for a, a sack and led to a 58-yard field goal. Uh, Brandon Aubrey looks like he's the real deal. He's been good. Yeah, he's been he's been, he's been, he's been really been good for him. Mm-hmm. And then you have the the block punt that leads to a safety, and then the punt return by Turpin that leads to another touchdown. And then, man, with twelve forty five to go in the second quarter, you're up twenty six to three. So I mean, did not look just, back. Man, just domination. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Most complete game of the season, I think you would say. Yes. Now, are the Rams a great football team? Yeah. Probably not. Be, be a great test for the Cowboys next weekend, and it looks like they're hitting their stride heading into that game, and so mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Looks like the bye week uh, was well used by them. <laughs> Came in a good time, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's the way it is for the Red Raiders on Thursday. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jeff mentioned high school fan zone and his sports center. We'll have that tonight at 7.00. On uh, 100.7, the score, boy, just a uh, really heartbreaking loss for Coronado on on uh, on Friday night, or a thrilling Monterey victory, depending on which side of the field that you were on. Yeah, tight game. Well, I mean, the Mustangs led seven nothing late in the fourth quarter. There's 57 seconds left, and Monterey's got the ball, third and 18 from the 23, and this is after a false start. And uh, Luke Arrington throws it in the end zone, and Cash Lewis catches it, and they tie up the ball game. And so now there's about 50 seconds left to go in the game, and instead of and instead of just playing to get into overtime, take a knee, go to overtime. Uh, Coronado uh, tried to do something with the football, and Isaiah Vasquez fumbled, and it was recovered at the nine-yard line. Monterey goes in and scores, and. Uh, <laughs> wins the ball game 14 to 7. Yeah, great comeback from Monterey. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, Jamarcus Smith had a big run there uh, for uh, Monterey to score, five yard touchdown, and, and they win 14 to 7. So Coronado will, will finish up its season uh, on Thursday night. They'll take on Tesco, so that'll be at Lowry Field, and we'll have that game for you on 96 9, the Bull at 6 30. Um, and then as far as uh, the other school that'll be on tonight estacado uh, they were uh, back on the winning ways of things as they won at big spring on friday night 36 to 13 to move their record to seven and two so for the lisd schools they're probably going to have um the best shot at a good run deep into the playoffs no no real surprise it's just that's that's kind of how it's going to work um for uh, for the lisd schools and then You've got uh, Cooper and, and Friendship, two schools that we also carry games for. I mean, Lovett Cooper with uh, with a win on Friday night. And so uh, 
they they were uh, victorious in their game over Tascosa, 45 to 27, moved their record to six and three, and then. Gee whiz, what about the Friendship Tigers, man? There was all kinds of offense at Tiger Stadium on Friday night. They won 77-49 to to move their record to 7-2 and on the season. 77-49. to There was a gee whiz? That's a did, gee. Some, did somebody score 1,000? No, 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 I just said gee whiz, all kinds of offense. Gee whiz, right. You know, they, you're funny. Yeah, no, usually, well, you gee whiz Jeff, can be used two, two, two different ways. Okay, all right. Yeah, you Jeff can, and I confused there yeah. because we learned that a, right. a gee whiz is 1,000. Sure, sure. Okay. Like we gave away 10 gee whizzes last week to, Billy, to Billy Payne, okay, I think who it's, won I our think secret. They, I think the actual term is wizards. G Wizards. G Wizards? Yeah. G Wizards, G Wizards, G Wizards. G Wizards. Okay, we gave away 10 G Wizards, and he's already been here to get his check. I saw, saw oh, a man, I wouldn't wait around. I wouldn't either, I man. Him. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I mean, he came down, got I mean, his check, this, and I don't know this if This company may, like, just pack it up and hightail the city. Mm-hmm. Just leave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it might. <laughs> That's right. You never know. We'll just... Throw, over, throw everything in the Conestoga wagon and, and head out on the on Billy, the Marsha Sharp, you know? Billy sounds like a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. probably so. That and was smart. It's very, very, very smart of him. I will have uh, the Raiders and the Lions tonight, Monday Night Football, as part of uh, the end of this uh, particular week of football. And it was uh, good. I did not realize this in, until this morning, but there were no teams on a bye week this week. And I I really enjoyed the football yesterday. I enjoyed watching it. I didn't really enjoy the the late game. The the Broncos uh, ended a 16 game losing streak to the Chiefs, and they the Broncos yesterday looked like the Broncos of the John Elway era. I mean, dominant defense. Um, you know, Chiefs just could not do anything. Five turnovers, and boy, the the Broncos just Russell Wilson played well. I mean, they just I'd say they played. I mean, he played okay. The defense was really the the big thing for the Broncos yesterday, just stifling, stifling defense uh, by the Broncos yesterday. Kind, kind of, not that it came out of nowhere, but man, it, it was a, a little bit, a little bit surprising to see them. They uh, said Mahomes had the flu during yeah, the week, so yeah. maybe he wasn't at his best. I know, but I, I don't think he they want to. scraped up his left hand. He scraped up his left hand. Had to wear a Michael Jackson glove he during did. the game. He did. He did. He did. But I mean, I you know, I don't want to make it. You don't want to make excuses, but I mean. Yeah, I don't you, think that was the reason. I think Denver just outplayed yeah, them. They did. The, they did. Twenty-four to nine was the final. The donkeys outdid them. They did. They did. Um, there's without question. I mean, Mahomes was, you know, twenty-four thirty-eight, two hundred forty-one yards, two interceptions, had a fumble. The Chiefs had a punt return fumble, had another fumble, I and mean, you, you you can't give a team five turnovers and expect to win football games. It's just, just as the Red Raiders know, right. Right. As the Red Raiders know, Russell Wilson was, he wasn't great. 12 and 19, 114 yards, three touchdowns. So, it just wasn't, but again, I think the story was really more the, uh, more, more what the defense did uh, yesterday than, than anything else. What do you think of, and, and, and I, I don't have any skin in this game because I did not grow up an Oilers fan. I just, I think I have a, as cool as they look, I think I have a problem with Tennessee wearing. They're on I, the wrong team. Yeah, I, I do have a problem. They're on the wrong team. It, it this should not be Tennessee's uh, ability to do this. This should, if anybody should do this, it should be the Texans, right? Yep. Yeah, I think I'm. 
I think I'm with you guys on this. It just feels, I, I don't know, if you... If you leave a city... Yeah, then because you don't like, you know, you're not happy with the fan support or you're not making enough money or, or whatever, then mm-hmm. you leave it all behind. Yeah. You you change the name of the team, you leave it all behind. And uh, I don't think you get to wear the, the throwbacks like that. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you guys. I'm not super adamant about it, and they do look awesome. Um, but it just doesn't feel right that Tennessee gets to have them. They're Houston's. Yeah. Uh, they're Houston's. The city of Houston's. Recall on that because when the when the when the Browns left to go to Baltimore, they had to leave everything behind in Cleveland, and that that should have been the case. It's like the Colts should have had to leave everything in in, in Baltimore, and that's where this really started. When when Baltimore got up in the middle of the night there in the early '80s and snowstorm and packed up the Mayflower and literally the Mayflower and headed off to Indianapolis. And they should have changed their name then. Yes. Yes. They should have left the Super Bowl trophy from, you know, Super Bowl five Um, behind. I don't I don't know that I would say that. Okay. But should have left the Colts name behind. Yes. Yeah, and everything else. Uh somebody says the chief offensive line must have taken the game off. No, Mahomes had acres of time to throw. I mean, the the defensive backs of Denver just did a great job of covering the Chiefs. And then didn't help when you're throwing it to the other well, team. I mean, late in that game, Mahomes was running for his life. He was He's running circles back there. So early, I agree with the texture. It didn't look like their offensive line played very well. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, we'll have Game 3 of the World Series on the air for you tonight. 6.30 broadcast time, 7 o'clock, first pitch from Phoenix. I haven't heard yet if the roof will be open or closed there, so I, I, I don't know. See, yeah, my I, guess I, is I would assume they'll announce that early afternoon. Okay, and I'm just gonna assume it's gonna be closed, but who knows? Don't know what the weather is. Though, yeah, so uh, we'll have high school fan zone tonight on 100.7 the score. Coaches from Coronado and Estacado, and then uh, the Monday night game Raiders at the Detroit Lions. Both those teams could use a victory. All right, a team that could really, 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 really use a victory uh, is Thursday uh, when Texas Tech and Texas Christian do battle over at Jones Stadium. Our optimum game day live coverage will begin at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. on uh, Thursday morning with this year's program called The Morning Drive. So all the fellows will be out in their usual spots and we'll have everything for you getting you ready for uh, the kick at 6 on Thursday night. Joey McGuire, the head football coach, was on Thetford Nashby Saturday. Among the things he said, Jamie, is sounds like Baron Morton's as healthy as he's been before the West Virginia game, uh, Coach McGuire saying that he actually threw in practice last week, and that was the first time that he had thrown in practice since before the West Virginia game when he was not the starter. He was the number two. He also said that you'll see more deep balls that he really hadn't been able to throw much past 25 yards. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, the shoulder must be feeling a lot better. Um whether it's loosened up or it's, you know, um, gotten to a point where it's, you know, more tolerable for him to throw downfield stronger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but those those two things right there kind of told me a lot, you know, and the, just the, the mere fact that he didn't have the confidence or the ability to throw more than 25 yards, it just kind of tells you that maybe the – the depth of the injury to a degree of what he's been dealing with with that with that throwing shoulder 
And he also said that uh, Jacob Rodriguez is, is out of his boot. Um, he did not indicate uh, if he was going to play on Thursday. He might today. He's going to meet with the media this morning. Uh, so we might know more about uh, Rodriguez and his availability at that linebacker spot, whether it's you know spot duty or getting into some plays. But he, he has said pretty consistent, consistently since the rehab was taking place that he wanted Rodriguez to be um, at 100% when it comes uh, down to it. So, you know, man, if they could have as, as much of a healthy quarterback as they've had, and, you know, you got to protect him and also hope that he's, uh, you know, able to, to get through the whole game because <laughs> you got three more after this one and you need to win three to get yourself bowl eligible. But I think more than anything else, you just want to feel good about how you're playing because right now, I don't think you feel very good about how you've played the season. Try to make whatever lemonade you can out of this lemon of a season. You use the term there, you don't think. You don't think. You said, I don't think they feel good about it. Well, I don't. I think that's pretty how about much a this? guarantee. How about this? They don't feel good about yeah, where yeah. they are. Nobody yeah. feels good about yeah. where they are. It's a I agree bitter taste you. in everybody's mouth. I agree with your point about I just want to play good football. You know, you just you just want to get out there and play well, whether you're mm-hmm. getting to a bowl or not. Um, there's a lot of things that you know, winning helps or winning what benefit you benefit from winning, and that you know, being able to you know keep uh, recruits happy and interested and not feeling down about with the, where the program is heading and all those kind of things. But uh, also to to get confidence for your current players and. Um, you know, moving towards the next game, which, you know, will be a little bit more difficult on the road and trying to potentially get yourself into a bowl game. But it just starts with just just worry about one game. Mm-hmm. Just go play good football and see if you can start adding good football games together. I mean, the schedule this week with TCU, I mean, they're a team that's basically in the same situation you were in, just kind of trying to figure out who they are at this point of the year and knowing it's been a little bit rough. Yeah, so... You know, uh, as as healthy a Baron Morton as you can have would be um, ideal uh, for Thursday night. And uh, some of those other guys, hopefully they had, uh, you know, a good short bye week. Um, it's kind of like two short bye weeks in a row. I mean, you obviously didn't play this past Saturday, but you you prepared yesterday. I think the note that I saw was their Sunday practice was a Tuesday practice. So they they had to move everything up. Uh, in terms of their preparation and what they would what they would normally do, and then they'll get some more time off, obviously, you know, after the game on on Thursday. But yeah, I mean, you you're you're going to have a, a big crowd. Um, you you don't want to hope. Put your, yeah, hope. I mean, that's. I mean, I, that, are you worried about it? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, you're not. Um, what's yeah. your bigger part of that worry? The fact that it's a Thursday night and the outer towners can't make it, or for what's been going on the last couple of weeks, I think uh, the out of towners, if you're playing well, would find uh, a way to get would here. Find a way to get here. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. This might be one of those ones where you just go. Oh man, I just didn't want to have to take a day off from work. It'd been yeah. two days off from yeah. work. It just would have been too much. So I'm just going to go ahead and sell my tickets. Yeah, I mean. Mm. Very, 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 very rarely do we, me and the lucky lady, have tickets to an event and not go. And last night was one of those cases. 
last night was one of those cases. Um, we looked at the week, and she's like, I don't really have this burning desire, and it's cold, and it's wet, and it's damp. And so we we nixed the temptations in the four tops last night. Um, there wasn't like any, I guess there was a couple songs, you know, that I would have liked to, but it was a lot, it's kind of like, so that may be the case for some folks on Thursday night. They're like, eh, especially the people that like live in Midland or Dallas, and they're like, three and five, you know, we really want to take Friday off. I wonder what, Dan in Dallas is kind of our, he's kind of our measuring stick, right, for our out-of-towners, because he's, he's a loyal guy, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, what would Dan in Dallas do? You know, would he, what would he do on Thursday night? Will he be here loud and proud, or will he say, eh, I got to work on Friday, you know, lucky ladies, She's like looking at the weather going, eh, it looks pretty good, but what if it turns south? Eh, they're not playing very well. Have we? Do we really want to spend the money? So I'm just curious what what Dan and Dallas will do. It's kind of our morning drive, like I said, measuring stick. Uh, somebody says this, please, deep balls, just get the first down. Uh, Coach McGuire did say on uh, Saturday that, I mean, I think we all knew this. Excuse me. We all knew this, but he said this. All right, how's that? Is that better? We all knew this, but he said this, that Morton got hurt when on that sideline play in the West Virginia game. That's where he hurt his shoulder. He got popped really hard there on the sideline. I don't remember the West... I, I mean, I remember the West Virginia game. I don't remember the specific hit, but... Yeah, there was a hit out of bounds where he got popped pretty good. Okay. Uh, this, I'm an out-of-towner by 220 miles, but my wife and I will be here. Okay, well, good. That's good. It's a encouraged blackout is what I saw last night. <laughs> You're encouraged to wear black. Okay. Okay. An encouraged blackout. Well, they don't ever make you do anything. No, do they, they don't make. No, they don't hold guns to your head or, you know, turn you away at the. How have they said before? Well, I mean, usually before it's like it's a blackout, you know, and then, you know, it's like, you know, it's emphatic. But I mean, it's it just says in, fans are encouraged to wear black. Okay. Okay. Uh, this, uh, I need to save my time off for the new super grandchild. I don't know who that's from, but okay. Read the next one. I haven't gotten it yet. No, no, the one before. I'm an out-of-towner. No, it can't go Thursday, but my four seats are filled Dan in Dallas. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't, I hadn't gotten that one yet. Okay. Can't go Thursday, but my four seats are filled Dan in Dallas. There you go. Okay. Got it. Thank you. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. All right, Chuck, Jeff, and our fine listening audience. If you take a look at the Big 12 standings right now, you have seven teams within a game of each other at the top of the conference mm-hmm. standings. I want you to tell me who the two teams are that are going to be in the Big 12 championship game. Okay. The two teams that are going to be in the Big 12 championship game. Um, it's not going to be Oklahoma and Texas, okay? I'll just, I'll just tell you that. I think at this point in time, it's going to be Texas and... 
You know what? I'm just going to go on a wild card here and say Oklahoma State. Um, I, I just can't give it to K-State. I think what they did to Houston this past weekend was really shocking. I mean, to win, I wasn't surprised they won. I was surprised by how much they won by. But with, with regard to Oklahoma State, they have Bedlam this week. So this might be this might be the knockout blow for either school. But then after that, they play at UCF, at Houston, and at home against BYU. So, in theory, they could go seven and two uh, if they if they went three three and one down the stretch. And then, with regard to Texas, they they've got a, a toughie this week. And again, this one this one may be a, a knockout for both teams as well, as Texas has uh, has Kansas State. So, you know, they've got K State this week at home. Then they're at TCU, at Iowa State, and then at home against Texas Tech. So this today might or this this week might be the telling week for both Texas and Oklahoma. If both those two teams lose, you might have two completely different teams in uh, the Big Twelve Championship game. But I'm gonna say Texas and Oklahoma State. Jeffrey? I'm still on Texas and Oklahoma, unfortunately. The, the one Big 12 championship game nobody wants except them is where I still think we're heading toward. I think Kansas is a good team. That's gonna, I, I don't, I'm not saying that's going to be a great loss for Oklahoma over the weekend, but it's not going to be a detrimental loss to keep them out of the Big 12 championship game. Keep them out of the – I don't know that – I don't do not – I do not believe that a Big 12 school will be in the college football playoff at this point in time. No, I didn't think Oklahoma was going to be an even if they stayed undefeated. So, yeah, obviously after a loss, I'm not. Uh, I think um, I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Texas and Kansas State are basically semifinal games to the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa State, Kansas, West Virginia, I know they're close, but I think they're going to finish a little bit short. Um like for example, Iowa State's got to play Texas still. Um, I just I don't see them, you know, getting that done. So uh, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna go with Oklahoma and Kansas State, just because I don't want what Jeff Hap said to happen. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm picking Kansas State to win this weekend because I don't want to see Texas in the Big 12 championship game Let's make with this clear. Oklahoma. I don't want to see I know, it happen I know, either. I know, I know, I know. Um, I, I think it... My confidence level on that is not super high. Let's say 51% out of 100 that Kansas State's going to beat Texas and be the other representative in the Big 12 championship game. I don't even know, man. I wouldn't be shocked if Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. I would definitely say Oklahoma State's playing better football right now than Oklahoma, but it's so hard to gauge because, and I don't, I don't know that Oklahoma State has played the toughest of schedules, but it's just been, um, they've just been good enough every week, and they run the ball and they know what they, they know what they can do, and they use a short passing game and don't don't put the you know the game on the shoulders of their quarterback and and Alan Bowman. I think it's a it's a good scheme that they've got going and and I think they're winning despite the fact again that's not the toughest of schedules. We talked about that before the season started, but 
I think they're finding a way to win, even though they're not as talented as they usually are. I, I was really surprised Saturday that after the second Kansas interception there in the fourth quarter, that Oklahoma couldn't come up with one first down. Because they were one, one first down away from winning the football game. Uh, play calling was terrible. I mean, Kansas had three timeouts, and they ran the ball. I mean, just basic, let's try to waste time mm-hmm. off the clock plays. Mm-hmm. With no creativity whatsoever. And what did that whole possession take off the clock? About 12 seconds? Yeah, not much. Yeah, no. I, it's horrendous play calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I get you want to run the ball because you want to keep this clock to keep, keep running. But you got to do something, right? A little misdirection, a little jet sweep. I mean, I mean, it's like basically, uh, what was it? One run up the middle and a couple quarterback draws. So they... Um... They, they, Javante Barnes ran for a yard. Then Dylan Gabriel ran for a yard, um, and then Barnes ran for five. And there, yeah. and that was, and that was it. Yeah. And they, um, and then, there, and then there was a, a false start because they, they had the ball. Go for it. Yeah, they had the ball fourth and seven. Uh, excuse me, fourth and two, uh, at the KU thirty, and then they get the false start. Um, fourth and seven. Yeah. The, anyway, the, it was fourth and, and seven at the KU 35, and then they get the false start, and then now it's fourth and 12 at the KU 40, and then they, they punt it, and it goes into the end zone. And they kick it in the end zone. I mean, yeah. they couldn't have. Could, that, could, that could not have gone worse for them. They couldn't have gift-wrapped it anymore. Yeah, yeah it was right. Ter- ter- right. Terribly executed the whole thing. But, again, it started to me with just, like, basic, most basic play calling. The mm-hmm. st- safest possible thing. You've got the guy at quarterback that – Everybody thinks is the Big 12 quarterback of the year, right? And Dylan mm-hmm. Gabriel, you're not mm-hmm. going to let him roll out and I mean, short, throw a short pass or maybe even just roll out and run. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. Instead of quarterback draw two straight runs up the middle. And and then and then they And including one on third and 7 that you didn't I mean, uh, you're playing for two downs there, but then the a false start really hurt you, but yeah. I don't know. I just thought that play calling was terrible at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, no, no question. And then, but Jason B made some plays at quarterback, so give them credit. He did. Uh, they, they converted a big third down, third and eight at the uh, big fourth down, and then a big fourth down as well. Um, and then they get the big, the big touchdown. I mean, the the fourth and six, they had a play that went for thirty-seven yards, and then they get the. The touchdown run by Devin Neal with 55 seconds to go. Still with 55 seconds to go, Oklahoma still got some, and then some, their offense some time terrible left. After yeah, that too. yeah, they had six plays after that, and they're down, down by five. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We'll review upon further review at 8:30 this morning, and our bold statements at 8:45. Normally so bold that we can't get anything right. So we'll, uh, we'll see how we did with our, uh, our bold statements of uh, proclamation. I was curious as to why they moved the uh, Big 12 uh, quarterfinal matches. There's four of them today from uh, Round Rock to Austin, and apparently it's, it's weather-related. Um, I guess the weather they're, they're ex- expecting at uh, Round Rock uh, and the bad weather there uh, is is worse than what they would expect in Austin, even though it's relatively close. And I I beg your forgiveness. I don't know if one's grass and one's turf. 
Okay. Yeah, that that would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously play sure. soccer in a little bit of rain. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's lightning and all that, they're not going to. But mm-hmm. if you're having a bunch of games played at one place, you know, over and over again on that on the on the field, mm-hmm. then you would think you wouldn't. If, if there's been a lot of precipitation, you, you would think you wouldn't want to be playing on grass just because that's going to a ruin the field and b it's also going to cause you to i mean have to play in mud and slippery not ideal situations so it would be better to play on a artificial surface but again i have no idea what either one of those places are that would just be a somewhat uneducated guess on my part yeah and and i'm uh i'm trying to do a quick just a quick look here at uh this uh mike myers uh facility and it doesn't it doesn't it talks about state of the art possesses all the amenities well we know that it's texas right it's a european style layout with a full-size soccer field uh they're adjacent to dkr daryl k royal texas memorial stadium um spacious locker rooms jamie full-size press box um all that's all that stuff so i'm i'm gonna Mike Meyer Stadium, I just Googled, it says that it is natural grass. Natural grass. Okay. So, must be they haven't taken on as much rain there. Yeah. All right. So, there you go. Um, we will have uh, Game 3 of the World Series tonight. Is this, uh, are, you, are you giddy? Are you uh, anxious? Or are you just looking forward to a good game? I'm going to guess C, looking forward to a good game. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> Giddy might be an overused word for me. Okay. Possibly. <laughs> okay. Possibly could be an an overused. I mean, how many times are you giddy? Oh, I, I I can I can get giddy pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I can I can get uh, I can get giddy, you know, pretty pretty quick over things. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm a little I I, I mean I'm. A, I'm anxious for uh, tonight's ball game. Yeah, uh, man, I'm, I'm I love anxious. baseball, and it's important baseball, and I've got the team that I have interest in, and all that. I would say that I don't ever get giddy unless it's to watch my own children. Okay. Um, you know, I uh, I've got an event tonight that's going to prevent me from watching the first part of that, so I'll be I'll have to be very disciplined. Um, That's what we like to call poor planning on your part. Well, it's I involved myself in something that I enjoy doing um, for uh, for the university, the Suited for Success program that kind of is involved with the student athletes. And this is tonight's the mock interview night, and I enjoy doing that. Um, helps them get ready for you know their post athletic career and interviewing for you know jobs and things like that. And I enjoy doing that. And who knew that. Who, when they scheduled that, did they think that there was going to be Game 3 of the World Series? I, I don't think so. Well, they might have. They just didn't think it was going to involve the Texas Rangers. Yeah, yeah. And even if they thought it was going to, they probably wouldn't have planned it around that. That would be my guess. Yeah, no, you got to you got to work around more the on-field. It's not like they were going to do this Thursday night, right? Knowing that Tech was going to take no they're going to be busy they're going to be busy Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the, that would make sense yeah it's not but like game gonna, three of the world series i don't yeah, think they're right, right. so I, anyway i'm looking i'm looking forward to it tonight and that'll be that'll be fun to uh to uh, to be involved in that i think it's a great program i think it's great for the uh 
for the student athletes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how about this for Jose Leclerc? I, I I read this last night and I went, wow, this is really that was really cool. His mom um, lives in the Dominican Republic, um, and Mrs. Leclerc is afraid of flying, and she doesn't doesn't fly often, and doesn't. I don't even know if she'd seen her son play uh, Major League Baseball in quite some time. But after Game One of the World Series, and Jose Leclerc pitched really well in Game One of the World Series, you know, closed it out, mm-hmm. Rangers. Rangers got the win thanks to Adolis Garcia and uh, obviously Corey Seager too. He pitched pr- two perfect innings. But after that, he got in his car and went to the airport and picked up his mom and his two sisters. And um, it was past midnight. He was happy and told me uh, he couldn't believe everything that was happening. And um, then she got to go to, to game two. And unfortunately, the Rangers uh, didn't have quite as quite as good a game. But did you know that Jose Leclerc is like the most veteran of veterans of that Texas Ranger team. He's been with them for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He goes back to when he was 16 years old when he signed with them and was in their farm system and kind of rose up through the ranks. But I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. It's like, no, I, I, I got to go pick up my mom at the airport, guys. Sorry. Can't go out and have a pizza and a cold beer. Got to go. Got to go pick up my mom and my two sisters. I wouldn't have guessed when the game ended past midnight that many of them were doing that, knowing the game two of the World Series was the next day. Probably not. I would imagine each and every one of them went straight home. Probably so. Yeah. (laughs) Except for Jose Leclerc. Except for Jose Leclerc, who went to the the airport to pick up his mom. Didn't seem like the kind of night where they're like, hey, let's go hit the town. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's already one o'clock, but hey, Mm -hmm. let's go tear it up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go tear it up. So I thought that was. That would explain, though, if they did the lackluster performance from the offense in the game, too. (sighs) Man, no kidding. I mean, it just wasn't just wasn't wasn't there. We have discovered something, though, today, Jamie. At 2-2, the series is over. At 1-1, we can still be getting. <laughs> That's good. Sam says this off the East Flooring Center chat line. Chuck, I live in North Austin. The whole area is cold, wet, rainy all day long. I would assume it's the matter of grass versus turf, but like you said, it's a turf field it's over there. It. Yeah. May, and maybe the that internet turf, says it's natural grass. Maybe that turf is, is better suited than the turf at Round Rock, or maybe the guys at Round Rock like, said, no, you're not you're playing not, on you're this. You're not playing on this. Yeah. You're not going to tear up our, our field. That may have been the case. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's weather related. Uh, the Red Raiders take on Cincinnati today at two o'clock and then hope to advance on out of this quarterfinal match. All right. Good, good luck to them. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at Double T 97.3.com.